Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast as we gear up for the Banjo Bowl. Drew Wolitarski, receiver for the Blue Bombers, joins the show. Spoiler alert, he's played a banjo before. Also, we preview the Manitoba Bison's big game against Calgary coming up tomorrow night with Brian Doby, head coach of the Bisons. As well, the head coach of the Winnipeg Ice, James Patrick, stops by as the Ice begin their preseason schedule tomorrow in Brandon. That's all coming up on the podcast. We start with the Banjo Bowl tonight as we gear up for that game. It starts at 3 p.m. Saturday right here on 680 CGOB, a 1 p.m. kickoff. And to help preview that, joined on the line by receiver for the Blue Bombers, Drew Wolitarski. Drew, thanks for joining us tonight. How excited are you for this game? Very excited, man. This is one of my favorite games of the year, Uh, just because the atmosphere and uh, especially, you know, we're uh, coming off 11 games. Um, We got a lot of opportunity with a lot of guys um, who, you know, are going to be new playing the game, whatever. Um, she gets their opportunities. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be action-packed. And then uh, we get a little bye week, so we're going to give it everything we got, man. Now, have uh, in your college experience at the University of Minnesota, was there any kind of rivalry atmosphere game that could compare to this? Oh, for sure, man. We had uh, Michigan, um, Wisconsin, I think Penn State as well. We had most rivalry games of any Big Ten school. So we were in some big stadiums with a lot of fans. Um, but this, you know, this is kind of close to heart. This is, uh, you know, like a really close community. That's something that we never really had. Even at Minnesota, you know, we didn't really have, um, I guess, that love for the team um, like we do here. So I'm really excited. Uh, this is, again, like one of the loudest games. Even 33,000, it sounds, you know, like there's 100 in there. So I'm really excited for it. Now, obviously, you were in a loud stadium last week. Have you been uh, practicing with crowd noise again this week, but just maybe for your defense to be used to that? Yeah, more for the defense this week, but last week we had those big speakers just right behind our huddle um, just so we could practice silent cadence and things like that. So um, for the defense this week, they'll they'll be getting all the noise and we'll hopefully have some some nice peace and quiet. Now you mentioned that this is your last game before a bye week. Does that change how you prepare for a game or the way you think going into a game? Uh, I mean, you really have nothing to lose. You know, you just kind of go in full force and lay your body on the line because, you know, you got some time to rest. Not that we don't do that every game, I guess, but, you know, with this one too, especially it's bandable, it's task. I think it comes at a perfect time where you just lay your body on the line and everything you got left in the tank, just give it your all. I mean, that's just kind of the mindset this week and in general with these kind of games. Now we often hear that you know every you know every loss you can learn from that and every you know we're always on to the next game on to the next game. But how much this week was that tough loss Sunday a motivating factor? It was very motivating, um, just because it was such a close game. It was so aggressive. I mean, we put our put all our efforts into it, man, and came up a little bit short. So it definitely has inspired us to go out this week and um, just use that frustration. And uh, that desire to win and just kind of use it in this practice and and get prepared and, and uh, come out ready to play tomorrow. Or I'm sorry, on Saturday. Yeah. How much does this receiving group pride itself on its blocking? A lot, a lot. And I think it's part of, a, part of being a receiver on this team. And I think that's something that uh, O'Shea looks at and Kyle look at before, you know, getting guys on the, on the team. And it's kind of got to be a part of your of your play because we have great – great running backs, great runners. Um, and it's just something that, you know, attributes to a lot of success we have. Is it different blocking for uh, someone like Andrew Harris, Johnny Augustine, compared to when Chris Trevler tucks the ball and runs? 
you know, I just try to be uh, block straight up to give them the choice uh, to make a move. Uh, I can't actually see behind me, so they kind of were just manipulating the DB, and they're kind of helping me out too. Um, but no, it's it's pretty much the same. I just go out, give him a give him a good block, keep it straight up, and he decides where he wants to go with it. Now, what have you seen on the tape this week from that Sunday loss where you could say, oh, you know what, as an offensive unit, we need to do that better? Uh, you know, just penalties that hurt us. We had a lot of those. Um, took us out of scoring position. Just playing clean the game and just kind of uh, eliminating those those detrimental penalties that kind of get us out of scoring. Um, because we were moving the ball nicely, and there were a couple of drives where we just hurt ourselves and uh, got some penalties that took points away. So I would say that's kind of our key focus is just – Playing a clean game and uh, just kind of not hurting ourselves, I guess. Have you ever played a banjo? <laughs> Actually, I have, but I don't really know how. Um, I think it's standard like G tuning, like it just it's an open G. So I just play around with it. I mean, I can kind of understand it. So okay, <laughs> you so you know a, a decent bit about string instruments, then? Yeah, I mean, I'm actually playing guitar right now, and I. And then she called me, and then I forgot I had this interview real quick. But um, okay. no, yeah, good man. Sorry. So did you? Uh, I guess in in your banjo experience, then you just mess around on it. Well, yeah, I mean, I've just gone to the music store and picked it up. I think it sounds cool. Um, <laughs> I'd be down to learn it. It's kind of like a bluegrass instrument, and I've never really studied bluegrass or anything. But I would definitely be down to play it. It'd be fun. Sounds good. So Drew, just one last note before I let you go. This rivalry, do you, we, we often hear from the team, you know, we're looking at this game, you know, every game we're going in trying to be 1-0, and but just how much extra goes into a game like this, a rivalry game, now in your own barn against the Rough Riders? You know, I think that's a question for the fans, man. And I think they go pretty hard. I think they bring a lot of good juice and energy. I think they're the ones who make this a little bit extra. For us, man, we're professionals. Um, you know, the, the, the week is the same. It's, it's the same for us because the preparation is the same and we can't change anything because you got to stick to your processes. You can't do too little, too much. You just got to do what's right and what you know and how you get prepared. And that's what we're going to do this week. But the fans, by all means, do extra, be loud, be crazy because we're going to need that energy. You heard the man bomber fans go crazy. Drew, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks so much, man. That's Drew Walitarski, receiver for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and a person who has once held a banjo. I cannot say I ever have, but he's a guitar player, so good for him. Manitoba Bison's football team takes on the Calgary Dinos tomorrow night in Canada West football action. The Dinos rank fourth in the country. The Bisons are sixth after a decisive season opening in win over Saskatchewan last week. Bison's head coach Brian Doby is in Calgary in the airport right now waiting for his bags and joins me now to preview tomorrow's action. Brian, did last week's win go as well as you could have ever hoped? <laughs> That's a great question. I like the lead off. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. Yes. Uh, you know, the university of Saskatchewan is, uh, you know, always, always a powerhouse and, uh, and, and, you know, they're, they're the conference, the defending conference champions We're opening the season sight unseen, both of us to each other, but, uh, uh, they, they had almost their whole team back, and we, we knew it was going to be tough. And 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 at the end of the day, um, we played we played very good football. We we didn't turn the ball over, and and we caused 
seven turnovers, uh, or at least six of the seven we caused, and that was the difference in the game. It, we, so, yeah, there, were, there was very, very good football karma happening for, uh, for the University of Manitoba Bisons on Friday night for sure. Now you've been vaulted into number six in the national rankings. Do you feel like you served notice to the rest of the country with that win? Well, I, yeah, I'll say yes. Uh, you know, I mean, it's early in the year and the, and the rankings are, um, you know, what they are at any given time. You know, they're, um, you know, they're going to fluctuate if you're any other school other than Laval. And, uh, but, but I think, you know, certainly when you play a game like that and, and, and you play very well and, and you, make, you do make a statement. And, um, and, and at the end of the day, the rankings are about visibility and perception, uh, which is good for your program, and they're about respect. So, so, you know, for sure, I think anytime you're in the top ten, um, you, you, you feel that you've, you've earned some respect and, and you're making some statements. So, uh, well, those rankings are going to be all over the place uh, throughout the season, and especially in this conference. It's crazy this year. It honestly is. So uh, it's going to be an exciting conference. you got Calgary tomorrow night. They are really the perennial favorite in the Canada West Conference. When was the last time, by the way, Manitoba beat Calgary? Wow. Uh, I would go back to I'm, – I'm so bad with years, uh, 2015, 14, um, I think would be the last time we've come close a couple of times. We battled them, but that was, that was the year that we won the West, um, a, you know, three or four years ago. And, um, yeah, at least four years ago. It was four, um, anyhow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we went into Calgary and, and, and played a tremendous game and, and uh, actually really handed it to them and uh, away we went to the national semifinal and came within 31 seconds of going to the Vanier Cup, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a memorable night here in Calgary and uh, would love to, love to get back on track with that. So what will the difference be tomorrow night? Obviously the defense forced a ton of turnovers in week one. Is it going to have to be that way again to beat Calgary? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think... Um, they're, they're, you know, I, I bragged on Saskatchewan for sure, deservedly, um, and, and what a good football program and team they are. But uh, but Calgary's the team in the West. They they have been for a long time right now, and uh, and and without a doubt, uh, in fact, in the preseason coaches poll, uh, every head coach in, in the West had them had them as a team to beat as a number one team. Um, Adam Sanagra, their quarterback, is is, you know, who do you want to compare him to in the CFL? Bo Levi Mitchell in relative terms. Um, you know, someone, Mike Riley, someone like that in, in, in relative terms. He's the Heck Crichton winner. He's the, the outstanding player in the nation. Uh, he set records last year. So um, you got a great group of receivers. Their offensive line, literally, if you statted it up, it looks just like a CFL line. I'm not saying that, well, some of those guys will be going to the CFL, but it's a massive offensive line. And so our defense is really going to have its work cut out for, for it. And you look at the other side of the ball, uh, they are really dynamic on defense. They do a lot of different things. They have a, they have a brand new um, defense coordinator. So this is the first time seeing his body of work and it's pretty crazy. They're, they're a pressure team, a mega pressure team. They're coming with all kinds of, 
you know, blitzes, stunts, all kinds of movement, people coming from different directions. So some of our young guys are going to be indoctrinated pretty quickly into pretty high-end Canada West football. What do you think of uh, Mike Richot's 181 yards in the game against Saskatchewan? Can he do that again against Calgary? I love that kid. That kid has that kid. That kid comes with attitude, plays with attitude. Um, he's talented, and sure, he can do it again. You know, um, you know, can't do it by himself. Offensive line obviously is is going to be uh, a real test for those guys. But but we've got three running backs. Uh, you know, and Logan Fisher and Victor Saint Pierre Laviolette, and of course Mike Rashad. And uh, they're all very, very good. That's a real strength of our team right now. Um, but Mike had such a great game, both running with the ball and, and returning. Uh, he's, he's scary. And uh, he, he, he creates space very quickly and then accelerates, you know, into, into bigger space. So um, he's dangerous. He'll be dangerous every time he touches the ball throughout the season. No, no doubt about it. Um, he deserves to get brag, bragged up. He's, uh, he's the real deal. And finally, you touched on how dynamic Calgary's defense is. How much pressure is there on quarterback Des Catelier to take care of the football tomorrow night? Oh, you know, he, he was sitting uh, he was sitting sort of across the aisle from me on the plane. And uh, he was over by the window. We weren't talking or anything like that. But, I, you know, every time I would look over at him, I would think that exactly what you're asking is, is the difference in the game. We beat Saskatchewan 43-19. That's not a... That's an aberration. That's not a real score. Um, that game should be a coin flip game between two pretty good football teams. Um, it was the turnovers. You know, we forced six of their seven turnovers. We had zero turnovers. You win that game, in the, and with those kind of statistics, you win that game every time out, and you win it by a couple touchdowns, usually, you know, or more. And that's exactly how it turned out. And that's football at this level. Um, if if Des um, can continue, you know, to not turn the football over, not fumble when he's getting getting hit or sacked, because he's going to get sacked tomorrow night. Or he is. It's it's going to happen. He's going to take some big hits. They come with so much pressure. He's going to be pressured to throw early. You know, don't try and make a play that that you can't make or or that isn't there. There, he has a responsibility to allow our team to punt the football. You know, it, it, it's a big part of the field position is the most important part of the game. And and and, and we, we can't just turn the ball over um, on our 30-yard line off a sack or, or a pick. Um, you know, I mean, that's not against a team like Calgary. So a lot of a lot of pressure on Daz. And but he's a man for the job. He's a fourth year quarterback. Um, he's he's had some great experiences last. You know, he did a great year first last year. Um, he's been through, you know, he, he was a top guy at the East West Bowl this year, went to Rough Riders camp. He's gained a lot of confidence, a lot of maturity, and a lot of professionalism. And uh, he's our quarterback, and, and we're lucky we have him. Thanks for your time tonight, Brian. Good luck tomorrow. You bet. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Winnipeg Ice, they begin their preseason schedule tomorrow night in Brandon. So joining us on the line is the head coach of the Ice, James Patrick. James, thanks for joining us tonight. My pleasure, Kristen. So how exciting is it to actually get some game action in here? It's been a long time for us, so uh, I can't wait. Uh, training camp's been good. 
But for me, I, I don't really know the level that some of our play returner players are until I see them play players from a different team. Um, so I, I can't wait to, uh, to get into more, I guess, more competitive or more real hockey. Right. You had the inter-squad games during training camp, but it's a lot different when you actually have a real game against other players from Brandon, right? Um, it, it will be more competitive. It will be more physical. And I mean, in the um, training camp, I don't want to see a 20-year-old running a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old. That does nothing for me. I mean, I want you to compete as hard as you can. I want you, I want you to get two hands on your stick and battle and get the puck um, because it, it it does nothing for me, um, and it's not going to help a young kid who's not going to be on our team. He's, you know, it's the first taste of Western Hockey League, but I want our guys to compete hard and play physical, you know, now that we're going to play another team because this is what we're going to see in the regular season. So I think it's, it's, you'll see a faster pace game and always picks up, uh, you know, when you start playing other teams, you get closer to main or the main season. Um, I think the, the battle, the, the battles in the corner in front of the net are, will be way more intense. And obviously the, you know, you get players finishing checks. It's part of their DNA, part of their job when you're in the third and fourth line. So that's, that's going to make it. Uh, that's what real hockey is more like. So, what are you hoping to learn from your team in these two games coming up? I, the biggest thing for me is where are returning players from last year? Where they really are? Uh, I, I mean, a lot of them are stronger and they look good, and um, I expect them to be better players. But I'll, I'll have a, a lot better feel. Um, I, I mean, I think it's for me, it's going to be real important for some of the young guys who are trying to earn a spot on our fourth line. How bad do they want it? How, you know, how hard can they compete? Can they show that this is something they really, they really want, want to be part of. Uh, And then it's, I mean, a big part is um, for the team to really stick to some gates, some team structure. Um, We've worked a fair bit on team defense and, and, you know that's the, the probably the closest uh, or the, the part of the game I'm going to pay the most attention to is just how well we can play defensively in our zone, uh, being real aggressive and and trying to outnumber the offense uh, before they they can really get into their cycle game or their possession game. So how are you going to set your lineup for the next two nights? Are is everyone going to play each night? How will that work? No, we have about um, right now we have. I think 31 players in camp. So we'll have some uh, players playing both games, but it's, it, you know, I'd say 80% split. Uh, one group will play uh, Friday's game and then, uh, you know, somewhat of a different lineup on, on Saturday. I would probably say about five or six guys will play both games. Um, you know, there's a few players we feel got, got to get going and there's some players we want to have a real good look at. Um, so they'll probably get both games. Are you looking for chemistry right now, or is that not really important yet? Started, uh, you know, we started putting some different guys together. Obviously, um, Michael Tepley went to Chicago's camp, and, you know, he'll be a big part of our top six. Uh, Peyton Krebs will, you know, who knows when he'll be playing. He's in Vegas right now rehabbing. So, um, but it's definitely uh, with with the players we have, we're, I'm trying to, uh, you know, keep, you know, some of the lines together. Uh, um, I mean, I, you know, I'm going to, we got this, uh, Nino uh, Kinder, a German kid, and he'll play with McLennan and, and uh, Janelle. They've been together for the last couple of days. 
um, you know, tried to play small with, with, uh, uh, with Mike Milne and Isaac Johnson. Um, so uh, Schellenberg, I think, been with Muir and, and Savoy. So or Peterson's been in that mix too. So yeah, I am trying to get some chemistry. I want to, you know, like, I'm playing guys who are going to be more in our top six together. Of what's left with, you know, the probably we've got seven guys in that mix, but five of them or two of them, sorry, aren't aren't with us right now. And then, you know, uh, probably got about five or six guys who are fighting for a spot on our uh, on our fourth line. So we'll see. You know, those guys will play together when you know, during the games, and we'll see who comes out of it. So when do you have to have your, your lineup set for the regular season? Well, for us, it'll be going into the final week. That's when probably Tepley will come come back. So that's uh, probably like the 17th, 16th, 17th. But we'll play two, two games in Saskatoon next weekend. Um, the second game I'd like to go to as, you know, as close to our opening day lineup as possible I, I don't know exactly what it'll be right right now, um, but it's uh, you know there's definitely a couple spots open on defense. We've got some young defensemen who are you know, Ben Zlotty and, and Anson McMath. They're two 17 year olds who um, you know stand a, you know they, I expect them to be on the team. I don't know how much they'll play early on in the season. So there's there's competition definitely you know I would say for the fourth and fifth spot. Uh, so that'll play itself out over these next four games. How different is a WHL preseason to an NHL preseason? It's, it's, it's not that much different based on the different levels. And, you know, early in the NHL preseason, they're, they're giving young guys more of an opportunity. Um, here you, you are playing the odd uh, you're given the 16-year-olds chances to play games. Uh, a lot of them drafted as 15-year-olds, so they maybe didn't get a game in the exhibition. But the next, their second year with the organization, they'll get an exhibition game. Um, and and definitely towards the end of the exhibition season, you're going more with your you're playing your real real lineup. You're you're trying to get the chemistry with your veteran players, which is exactly the same as a an NHL preseason. Um, I think in the NHL now that camp starts on and literally they're playing exhibition games three or four days in, which is, it's really quick, but players are in such good shape. They're able to do it. Um, the lucky thing about the NHL is they get to play a lot more. You know, they'll usually, they'll get uh, six to eight or nine exhibition games and we've only got four. And so we've got definitely in the last two, you know, you want to get your veterans going and, and see some chemistry in those two games. Well, James, appreciate your time tonight. Good luck tomorrow night and then uh, Saturday as well in Portage. Okay, my pleasure, and uh, yeah, have a good night. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?